gotta drink a couple gallons of water before we start. <laughs> no. Hi guys. Well, that was so high pitched. <laughs> Hello, Isabella. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> well, what are we talking about today? Yes. Okay. What are we talking about? I was kidding. Welcome back to Coop Talk. This is episode three, part two of talking about Kelly Slater. Before we get started, some of the listeners have brought to my attention. <laughs> some of our many listeners. Yes, you know, that there are some misconceptions of the term kook and where it comes from and what exactly it means. So some of you, some of our many listeners, may have seen the show Outer Banks, very popular right now. Um, in this show, there are <laughs> two groups, kooks and pogues, just to clarify, the term kook, as in kook talk, is in no way, shape, or form related to the term kook from Outer Banks. It, it existed prior to that show as yes. well, definitely, yeah. so. Yes. Us. I mean, I guess we can, we can define kook then, in yes. our sense which is also in the surf sense, right. which is um, kind of difficult to define, I guess, other than just being kind of like an in unknowledgeable amateur sort of to the surf world, I guess. Right. Does that a, make a sense? Kook, a kook in the surf world is like if there is one guy in the lineup with everybody else and he's – not following proper surf etiquette and he's like got his wetsuit on backwards <laughs> and he's just sort of like purling on every wave for those of you who don't know purling is where the nose of your board goes under and you wipe out bad it's just like that kind of person a kook is just a stupid silly surfer yeah so that's so us that's, that's me and caitlin <laughs> yeah <We are> not <laughs> Which entitled teenagers like in Outer Banks. Right. <laughs> Although. <laughs> just well, kidding. speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just to, just to clear that up before we get started. So in the last episode, we left, um, we left off at 1998. 1980, 98, gotcha. This is after Kelly Slater had gone on a gnarly rampage of... Four world titles in a row, 1994, 95, 96, 97, and 98. No, 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 no. <laughs> 98, 97, 96, 95. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So he won um, four world titles in a row, and then things got tough in his life. He had some family issues that were going on. Uh, and his mom and manager weren't happy with where he was financially because at that point, surfing wasn't quite big enough that uh, it could really support him in the way that he needed to be supported or that his mom thought he had the potential to be financially supported. So his mom and his manager both thought that it would be a really good idea for Kelly to go on the show Baywatch and uh, and so we all know Kelly. He's a good-looking dude, and he was young, and he was he was he had been in a couple of other movies, and so his manager and his mom pretty much forced him to do this 
Is know. his mom also his manager? No. Okay. Momager. Momager. <laughs> his mom and his manager are separate. I don't know what his uh, manager's name was, but I know that they both wanted him to do Baywatch because it would be um, financial, financially good and... Mm. Um, publicity? Right, publicity-wise, yeah. he, would, he would get a face and a name in Hollywood. Yeah, I feel like that could be part of the reason why he's kind of really well-known, even though, yeah. even, like, outside of the surf world. Cause, yeah, because yeah. that's, like, exposure just to, like, normal, everyday people. Right. Mm-hmm. And Baywatch was a big TV show back in the day. And he had... What, did, he was, what, what was he... What part was he playing? He was a heartthrob surfer dude. and And one of the lifeguards, I think he was on for four seasons just off and on and one of the lifeguards he had a he had a a relationship with one of the lifeguards and there's one scene that you can find on the internet now there's one scene of him and he's surfing like this ankle high beach break because that were the only those were the only waves that they had to work with on set at the actual beach so he's he's it's all slow motion shots and he's just sort of like strutting up the beach and flipping his hair and <laughs> giving like eyes oh kelly camera. slater with hair yes That's not something we're used to never seen that before <laughs> did you think kelly was just bald i don't know i never thought about it i've seen pictures from when he was younger but like oh, okay. i don't think okay i don't picture kelly slater and picture hair yeah i just like like i picture him now yeah, I don't exactly. know which one I like better, honestly. It's I think Kelly rocks a a bald haircut. He does. Like, I feel if like you the hair to, is part of it. Yeah, if you were to shave everybody's hair on the CT, not everybody could pull it off. <laughs> That's a new like thing that they start next year. Yes. They're like you have That's to really shave your head. Bald. Yep. Can you imagine what John John? Would look like oh, bald, my gosh. or like <laughs> awful <laughs> Griffin. Oh, no. I feel like Griffin could pull it off. Mm, I feel like he could do like a buzz cut. Really? I mean, what's what's the real difference? Yeah. Hair. You know. <laughs> Hair. Hair. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, yeah, but it's the same shape. I guess, of your head, if it's well, all, like, the same. What about length. Wade Carmichael? Ooh. Oh, no. Because he like he's... Baby. Or, like, Owen yeah. Wright. Oh, yeah. All the people with, like, long Owen hair. Owen Wright can pull it off. No. Even Julian Wilson has kind of, like, his hair is a big part of him. No, no. He, he got a haircut, like, a year ago and cut off way too much of his hair, in my Whoa. personal opinion. <laughs> I just feel Palma. like Wade Carmichael would be crazy to see because, like, his head is just all hair. Right. Mm. Like, there's no, there's no visible skin. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those. He's one of those guys who just like defines himself with his beard. Yep. I think we should make that a new qualification to be on the CT. Oh. Yes. Have to get this many points. Have to be bald. <laughs> no, the logical stuff. 
I wonder if that would deter any people from like trying to get in the championship tour. Like if they'd be like, I'm not shaving my head <laughs> and then they would just leave. Like QS be becomes like 20 people. It's a well-known fact that if you're bald, you go faster, you know? Right. It's uh, aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> the hair slows you down. Honestly, it might be better if you like shaped your hair into an aerodynamic shape. Yeah. Like you could just have like it sticking out in the back or something. Yeah. That's why Kelly is so good. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly's Kelly did have hair back in the day. Wow. I know it's surprising. on Baywatch. On yeah. Baywatch. So he was one of the um he was one of the main characters love interests for like four seasons. Uh wow. but Kelly always thought that it was extremely embarrassing to be on Baywatch. He didn't he didn't enjoy it very much. He liked the idea of being in Hollywood cuz a lot of people do like that idea. But uh it was mostly his mom and his manager who told him that he needed to uh get some money and some fame in Hollywood. I feel like ultimately that was a good decision for him. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah, I mean Yeah, this is true. As we'll see. Mm-hmm. to his further success yes because mm-hmm. when he got back on tour surfing was starting to like really climb like uh Baywatch um glorified it but the the one thing that Kelly didn't like about or one of the many things that Kelly didn't like about Baywatch is that it misrepresented surfing culture in many ways and and Kelly wasn't super into the fact that they were just like, oh, you know, all surfers are bums. And, and so he didn't really like them playing into that mindset. But um, it definitely did a lot to put him on the map, which then when he went back to the tour, more people were like, oh, the tour is a thing. So mm-hmm. and then he got more of a following because people understood that he had already won four world titles. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the Baywatch section of Kelly Slater's life. And he always speaks of it very unfondly. He does, he, he, hmm. he never really liked being on it. Uh, and he always looks at it as something that was, he was sort of reluctant to do, but it was necessary to do. Uh, but he missed the tour a lot when he left it. And, uh, so in 2002, he got back on tour, and this was just when a new young gun named Andy Irons, who was born and raised on the island of Kauai in Hawaii, and Andy Irons would go on, he was pretty much the polar opposite of Kelly in all ways possible. Like he would, he was this firecracker character who just was at all of his competitors' throats, and he would, uh, he was just a really feisty competitor, whereas Kelly sort of was a more, he was more of, he was really competitive and he is really competitive, but he's more of a cool cat. He, he kind of just slinks around. And when Kelly shaved his head, he grew his hair out. Who? What? Andy Irons. No. You said pol- that was a joke. You said polar opposites. Oh, oh. sorry. I'm slow. Uh, 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kelly was like, whoa, this guy could beat me. And no one had ever, like, really beaten Kelly and ruffled his feathers. He pretty much dominated from the moment that he got on tour. And everyone was like, whoa, this guy is the real, the real deal. And so no one, you know, there were people who rose in the ranks, like Taj Burrow, who's a, a great surfer from the west of Australia. He would give him a run for his money sometimes. And um, Rob Machado here and there, who's a goofy footer from Southern California, he would give Kelly, you know, a bit of a, a beating in some events. But Andy Irons was really the guy who who started to make Kelly scared that Kelly was not going to be the best. And he irons. Yeah. Which is something that Kelly was foreign to. <laughs> Never picked up an iron in his life. <laughs> Andy irons. <laughs> Andy irons. <laughs> do you think Where's... Andy, do you think he like spoke in the third person when he introduced himself? Yeah. He's like, I'm Andy, or... I'm Andy Irons, and Andy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Irons. Andy no, you Irons. Andy I'm... Iron. <laughs> Iron. 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 So, Kelly, in 2002, the year that Kelly went back on tour, Andy won the world title. And people thought that Kelly was going to win the world title. And Kelly was like, oh, gosh. What a disappointment. And then all the reporters were like, oh, gosh. Oh, not this again. <laughs> um, and so uh, Andy won the world title. And that's when their rivalry started to, bl- started to really shape up. And these guys were the gnarliest of rivals ever. Like... People draw comparisons right now to John John and Medina, but it was not nearly as intense. Like the mm. John John and Medina is not nearly as intense as these guys. They were audibly at each other, just trash talking before wow. he trashed and, and they've been interviewed and they they repeatedly said that, you know, the only thing they wanted to do is just freaking beat the other guy up and and oh they were gosh. really, really angry. And so what, what happened is they were both super competitive. And Kelly and Andy kind of fired Kelly up to be more of a sort of ratty, rough competitor rather than the smooth, cool cat that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Kelly and Andy went at it constantly. Um, and there were there were a couple events where where Andy says that Kelly would try and get in his head, and they were always just they had this banter back and forth, this bonta. Bonta. <laughs> Speaking of, does one of us want to explain what bonta is? <laughs> oh yes. Caitlin oh. <laughs> or Isabella, either one of you, because I can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like we've mentioned that several times with absolutely no context, so yeah, kind of confusing. Possibly. Um, that's basically just Caitlin's way of saying banter with a uh, Australian Australian accent? question mark accent. Yeah. Yes, it's Bonta. just all of the accents ever. Yes, but I Bonta, think it's fun. 
Bonta. 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 <laughs> I think it originated when Caitlin would be like, I like Jesse Mendez. And Isabella and I would be like, why? <laughs> and then it would just go on. The Bonta? Yeah. Li- you know, just like. I think you don't forth. know what it is. Yeah, that's oh. what. Yeah. Yeah, the, the back and forth. Yeah. It's yeah, just about then, Jesse Mendez. Right. Sure. I feel like it originated out of Yeah, that sounds right. Out of Caitlin's uh, love of the Brazilian storm. But not you not it's not really Jesse Mendez. I mean Don't he's fine. He's fine, no, but he's not okay. like anything special. Okay. You're going back oh, on damn. your words now. Don't no, I'm not. That's what I've always said. <laughs> He's a tier C, solid tier C. That's what I'm standing by. <laughs> solid tier C. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's what Jesse Mendez is known for now. He's yes. Solid tier C. You just tore down his entire career by calling him a solid tier C. Yeah, he's probably... Jesse? Yeah. Je- Jesse, if you're listening, I want to take this moment to address you directly. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you're a great guy. To be honest, you seem phenomenal. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say here. I feel like this, sure? is, this is a breakup. Um, cause I know you've been really attached to me and I think we've had a good thing going for a couple of years now. Um, but you know, I think I just have to move on to bigger and better Brazilians. More powerful, um, <laughs> more powerful Brazilians. Yeah. There, there are some more powerful Brazilians out there. But you know, my heart is with you, Jesse. Sorry, Jess. You're you're a solid tier C. Well said, Caitlin. Solid tier C, and I have a solid liquid tear C? running down my <laughs> cheek. Do you feel better now? I yeah, I think so. I think it'll it'll set us straight. I think that was well needed. Yeah, yes. definitely. Long time. And it's coming. been it's been rough on on uh, Jesse. You know? Of course, yeah. But uh, Andy Irons. Yeah, nice moment of silence there for the loss of Jesse Mendes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Andy. He's no longer a listener. No, he just turned his phone off. (laughs) He threw his phone into the ocean. He's going off the grid. And then right now he's yelling, Caitlin! (laughs) I hear him. Into the sunset. It's echoing. (laughs) (laughs) Because the ocean, the ocean echoes. Yes. Uh, So, Andy Irons did really well in 2002. Obviously, won the world title in 2003. And Kelly was like, "Uh uh-oh, now I'm not the best anymore. And like I said, Kelly's been really, really, really competitive for his whole life. I will say so, right now, it's pretty clear that Kelly Slater is the best because I've never heard of Andy Irons. This is true. But do you I, think maybe it's because Andy Irons is... Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but... Oh, okay. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Andy won the world title, like I have now said for the fourth time. Uh, and... In the next, in the heat at the end of the year where he won the world title, there were all these 
controversies and the media fed their rivalry. The, the media loved it. And so they, they kind of got to the point where the media was making it more than it actually was. Hmm. And so they sort of felt like they needed to live up to the expectation of how bad the rivalry actually was. Um, and so oftentimes they found them in situations where the media would like orchestrate this thing that had happened and then they would ask them to speak on it and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh. Um, so anyway, this was, this was one of the more controversial things that Kelly did. It's the final, final heat of the Pipe Masters. Andy and Kelly are in the final and they're surfing for the world title. Um, Kelly walks up to Andy just before the heat. They've had all these, they fought, they fought, whoa. They've had all this like drama and uh, just at each other's throats the entire season. And Kelly walks up to Andy and says, I just wanted to let you, right before the heat, right before the heat, they're standing on the beach waiting to paddle off. Kelly walks up to Andy and says, I just wanted to let you know I love you like a brother. He whispered that in his ear. And then he oh, ran away. That's, that's so got to awesome. mess up the guy's head, though, too. And that's what Andy thought. And Kelly insists to this day <laughs> that it was just genuine. But Good Andy thinks, yeah, Andy thinks well, that he, he was getting in well, his head. Well, who won? Who won the heat? Andy. Oh. He didn't let it get to him. All right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Kelly. It's all that ventriloquy. Exactly. Yes. That has no... I don't even know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... That always... I always think about that. Like, hmm. why would you walk up to someone and... I mean, it's a nice... If it's pure, it's hmm. a nice gesture. But these guys but had been yeah. at each other's throats. Like, they really hadn't showed any gratitude whatsoever yeah. to in any way. I don't know. It's a little suspicious if you ask me. Yeah. And there were mm -hmm. other circumstances where Kelly would like go over to Andy's house and say that he was looking for someone, but Andy will, Andy was like, he's just trying to get in my head and look at my home turf. And so they mm -hmm. were, and there was this famous picture taken of Kelly standing in Andy's house and Andy's sitting at the island uh, in the kitchen and Kelly's just looking for someone and Andy's just giving him this crazy death glare. <laughs> so yeah. Are they so, friends now? Like, do they talk now? Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so the other thing that happened on the day of that heat was that it was the birthday of Kelly's dad who died the year before. So, so Kelly, Kelly, Maybe he was feeling sentimental. He was right. like, oh, yeah. this is a good time to tell someone that I love him like a brother. You know? Right. And then went and lost to heat. Yeah. Right. And so Kelly refers to that as the most devastating loss of his entire life. In a oh, heat, his, in any... his father or <laughs> no. <in> heat? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Not my dad dying. No, just losing that heat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's always it's just a crazy turn of events. I love you like a brother, and then he loses the heat, and it just so happens to be his dad's birthday. 
and then it took him so long to recover because Kelly Slater is not a happy loser. Oh. Um, so in, tw- in 2004, he also had a bad year. He just didn't find the rhythm again. And then in 2005, he just got fired up and he went absolutely berserk. He won like, he won so many contests that year and dominated the entire field, won the world title by crazy amount of points. Um, and he alludes that success to Andy. He, he just said that Andy, he really, really fired him up and he wanted nothing more than just to beat him and see him suffer. <laughs> like these are the types of things they would say to each other. Wow. So then um, Kelly was like, okay, enough is enough. We need to get closer. And so out of the blue, they hadn't, they hadn't like really, again, they're arch rivals and the media hypes them as this. Uh, he was like, he called Andy and he was like, do you want to go on a surf trip together? And so they went on a surf trip to Indonesia for, I think, three weeks. Cool. And they were just on a boat with nobody else. And they were sort of forced to get close. How did and they it, not kill each other? I know. And, and, and Kelly always says that Andy was like the most intense person to surf with, regardless of where they were, whether it was in a heat or whether it was just free surfing. He always says that there was always this little competition regardless of where they were. Hmm. Uh, but he said that the surf trip was people were, people were baffled. They were like, why are they going on a, it was, it would, it would be like if Gabriel Medina and John, John went on yeah. a surf trip. Today. Yeah. People would be like, what is going on there? <laughs> um, but yeah, they got close and then wow. Kelly came back. Andy won a third word world title. Um, and he became the first Hawaiian to win three world titles. Um, and he held that, he actually held that title until John, John, or actually, no, he held that title. And now people are saying that John, John is the person who's going to sort of bring it back to Hawaii. Okay. Um, so Kelly, when Kelly Slater won four in a row, so three is nothing. Yeah. Kelly held that over Andy quite a bit. I'm sure. So Andy comes back, he wins one more. Kelly comes back, he wins five more or <laughs> six, five or six. And then just goes on this rampage and suddenly he's got 11 world titles and everyone's screaming about him. Wait, so what, what years was that? Which year? This was uh, 2000, Kelly won the world title in 2006, 2008, 2010, and 2011. Okay. Yeah. So those were all of of his world titles, except That's for the ones. Ex, no, yeah. except for the ones in um, ninety from nine from nineteen ninety four to ninety eight. Oh, okay. The ninety four slash ninety five season. That's what. Oh, I'm okay. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but isn't so, that four and then four? So that's only yeah. eight. Am I missing something? <laughs> I think I'm missing something. I would um, say almost definitely. 94? I think I think he won 94 as well. So it was five in a row at So it was first? five in a row. 
and then oh. and then and then four. That's nine still. No, because he had. 2005, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2011. That is still nine. Yeah. What? Okay, we're going to find out here. Give me a second. The kook is going to help it all solve out. It's a good wow. thing this podcast is called kook. Okay, Talk. it was it yeah. was 92. Did I skip 1992, apparently. Oh, then we have 1994, 95, 96, 97, 98. So it was five in a row. And then it was 2005, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2011. So it was six in the 90s and five in... The 2000s, yeah. 2000s. Okay. Right. Yep. So then um, they come back and Andy Irons dies in a car crash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Andy originally was... um, Andy was a partier, a large partier and a large drinker. Mm. And there were times in his life where he would would get into a really competitive mindset and he'd be like, I want to do this tour and I want to win world titles. And then there were other times where he literally didn't want to surf. So he was just over surfing. Wow. And uh, so he was all over the place in every possible way. And so he, di- he died in a car crash at um, at a very young age and that hit kelly really 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 hard well understandably Um, had they gotten like very very close they had because they were they had sort of the rivalry had sort of pushed them together and then they did this boat trip it's kind of odd how that works yeah and so they had this sort of friendly banter friendly banter and that sort of helped them develop this thing that it's like, oh, it's not really that serious. We're just sort of fake yeah, rivals so like, in a way. Then it, become, then it can become like a friendly rivalry. Then you're right. like having fun with it. Right. And they did towards the end of Andy's life. And then he unexpectedly just was, he died in a car crash. Um, and so Kelly's, that's one of the many losses in Kelly's life that he's had to, to cope with. He's lost. Um, never as big as the event. That never. one event. Oh, no. That, that one was the heat. hardest heat. <laughs> That's the kind of person Kelly is, though. He really cherishes yeah. uh, the tour at a great level. Like, he, it's, it means a ton to him because he's so competitive. Um, and so it, he went on a slump for a long time, didn't win any uh, events, didn't win mm. any, you know, didn't have much success, managed to stay on tour and sort of went and, and lived on tour just to surf good waves. But he went on a bit of, bit of a slump. And in Tahiti in 2016, that was the first event he had won in like five or six years. Wow. Uh, and so he, uh, in Tahiti, he, people were like, oh, Kelly's back. And now he's still sort of tagging along. He's kind of just cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, but he opened a wave pool, which was a big thing in his life. Um, he had this vision for a perfect wave. And the wave pool has sparked a lot of controversy, as we all know, because it's like, hey, it's all the same. And that's not what surfing is. 
And yeah. but Kelly's tried to defend himself in that situation, saying that he wanted a sort of skate park like atmosphere where everyone is just based, everyone is judged based on pure skill. But hmm. he's had critics come back and say, and I'm one of those, those not official, but definite critics, <laughs> just like, you know, the surfing is more than just the pure talent because it's the ability to read the ocean and understand what the swell patterns are doing and use the wind to your advantage and have respect for the ocean. And when you, when you're in a wave pool, everything is the same and, and suddenly uh, what makes the surfer is, is less. Yeah. I feel like it's a good resource though. Like if you're going to want to work on something very specific, right. it's a good resource yes. to have a wave pool to I like agree. try and work it's, on your like technique. Yeah. It's one thing to like have that there as a resource and like to use for fun. But when you actually like replace a stop on tour with the wave pool and just have the same wave over and over and over again, that's like where I definitely understand the controversy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like it has to become a different thing. Like there has to be different criteria for scoring mm-hmm. in that situation. Right. Than it would in like on the, on the regular tour. Cause uh, any old guy can just stand at the same spot and sit in the barrel for 10 seconds and get a good score. But you know, if you're surfing at pipeline and you take off at one point in the wave and you're deeper and you have to position and understand where the wave's coming from and sort of read what it's, what's going to happen. There's so much more than actually just riding the wave mm-hmm. that goes into being a good surfer. And when you have the same exact thing, then it loses that, that, wow factor and the unpredict the the unpredictable nature of the ocean which is what makes a good surfer is just being able to read any type of swell in any type of situation so but uh wsl the world surf league bought the pool and now they're using it as a contest as isabella mentioned and it's not uh everybody's favorite because it replaced lower trestles which is a really really great event for southern california and just surfing in general and people were not very happy about it being replaced with a wave pool but wsl bought this and they were like oh this is going to be great and everyone's going to love it and then everyone was like this sucks and now they don't know what to do with it because they bought it well i feel like there's other things you can do than make it an event too. right or do like something differently different off the tour like make it some separate thing then people are like the people that want to see it will see it and the ones that don't can just pretend it's not even there yeah there's a um there's a contest that a popular surf magazine slash news media source stab uh does called stab high um and they do it in waco which is a surf park in texas and they call together all of these aerialists who are just the best surfers at doing airs in the sport of surfing and they all have the same ramp and a ramp is sorry i, I use these terms and i realize that people might not know all the ramp yeah especially like us too <laughs> the kooks. or at least me <laughs> we're all kooks here um so the ramp 
a ramp is like a breaking part of the wave that you can hit when you're doing an air that gives you projection towards the beach. So if you try and do an air on a section without a ramp, you'll just go out the back of the wave and look like an idiot. But if you want to hit the lip and then sort of do the type of move that you want to do, you need a proper ramp. And so the people in Waco, there's a surf park there and they figured out how to make this perfect ramp. And so the stab high happens and it's a great contest because it's really relaxed and these guys can just fling it. <laughs> fling their boards around <laughs> to their pleasing. I mean, it's a pretty cool idea to have a wave pool, I yeah. would say. Yeah, and I, don't get me wrong, I would I would surf Kelly's wave in a heartbeat. <laughs> Kelly's wave, yes. To be in the they're gonna They're like, going to copyright that. They're just going to call it because it's the same yeah. wave. Kelly wave. Kelly's wave. Kelly's wave. Kelly wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But actually, waves. the way that that <laughs> Kelly wave, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Kelly hey. waves. <laughs> Kelly waves and Andy irons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. So Mom yeah, Andy. Sounds for Andy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Andy so. continues to be a really respected character in surfing and the Billabong Pipe Masters. I don't know if you remember this, Caitlin. It's in memory of Andy Irons. You know, when, oh, okay. when, when Joe Turpel comes on and says, welcome back to the Billabong Pipe Masters in memory of Andy Irons. <laughs> That's who they're referring to. Oh, and all right. Joe Turpel is amazing. I love Joe Turpel. You guys know who I'm referring to, right? No. He's like, he's the guy who's always commentating. He's one of the WSL commentators and he sounds like a surfer. Cause he is, but like, if you had to, <laughs> you had to picture. Like the quintessential surfer. Yeah. Voice. And how that per yeah. Voice and how that guy would talk. It's him. He's just got this drawly southern california hmm. accent and he doesn't stop speaking which is a really good commentator thing yeah, yeah for sure anyway that's andy irons and kelly slater the the last thing we're going to say about kelly slater is that he really wanted to be in the olympics uh hmm. and this year that was his goal that was his dream to qualify for the olympics through the championship tour but then john john because he's the objective best surfer um, ever beat <laughs> Kelly and John John took like six events off because he had a knee injury this year but Kelly still couldn't beat him wow wow that's so it's kind of sad probably crying right now sorry Robert right right now Robert, Robert. <laughs> yeah we've Kelly's lost probably... crying. we've lost like two that. listeners today <laughs> yeah Kelly's <laughs> Kelly and Jesse Mendez. You know, because they were avid listeners of this before just now. Oh, yeah. You don't know. True. Chris Cote followed us on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, little self Hey, here's a plug here. for us, too. Exactly. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Some kind of variation of the name Coop Talk. I don't exactly know what our username is. It'll probably come up. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, talk. if you can follow, then you can get notifications when our new episodes drop, all that good stuff. 
we're going to be having a, a, a new logo at some point, which I'm making. Haven't started that yet. It's been that a hectic be... time. I'm doing a lot of surfing in my uh, rooftop pool. Not at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Making um, waves. <laughs> but, yeah, we're our, the goal is to have Chris Cote on in, like, a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> year. That's what we're shooting next for. Week. <laughs> Next, next week's week. next week's guest, Chris Cote. Chris Cote. <laughs> you know who I'm talking to, Chris. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's yeah. Kel- that's Kelly Slater. Yeah. And the, I, do, uh, I do have to say, I like when we first started doing fantasy, I didn't know who Kelly Slater was. I had no clue. Because I don't think he was on tour. Or he was just doing very poorly. At least. I feel yeah. like he, I feel like he did like a couple events, but he wasn't very yeah. consistently. So what happened is in two thousand, in the year that we started doing fantasy, Kelly was surfing at Jeffrey's Bay, and he broke his foot. He fractured his oh, foot yeah. in a couple places, um, and so he took a lot of time off. And people were like, "Are you going to retire, Kelly? What are you going to do?" He was like, no. And he still says that he's going to surf until he's 50. How old is he? Right now he's like 49. Oh. Oh, But I'm sure, like, he's, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's still on tour when he's like 75. (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, that's Kelly. You know. That's funny. Um, Yeah, but like. I, I had no clue who this guy was. I was like, Miles, who's Kelly Slater? Who's this <laughs> random dude that just popped up in my TRC? Random dude. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And just I was random. like, oh, he actually, like, he's actually good. Who knew? It, it baffles me. He won 55 events. He's won 55 championship tour events in his career. Wow. That's insane. And, like... To put that in perspective for all those <laughs> kooks out there, there are lots of like solid, like really, really good surfers that don't win any events. Right. Like, like mm-hmm. Kolohe. Yeah. Kolohe Andino still has yet to win heat. Poor Kolohe. He's been in so many finals, like a <laughs> ridiculous amount of finals and just has never won. That's sad. It's so sad. But, but he'll hey. get it. He's still got 30 years left until he's yeah. 50. Right. Clohand, not 20 years old. <laughs> How old is like he? I don't know. That's a good estimate. Or 25. Yeah, approximately no 30. No, he's old. He's older than 24. John John's 26. Clohand, you know, was married. John John's yeah, married. you can get married at like true. 16 with parental John permission. Married. John not John's long. married? Yeah. Not married hey, a few months ago. Who is he married to? I don't know. I don't remember her name. Yeah, Kolohe's 26. He's the exact same age as what? John John. Huh. I always thought he was like 30. No. He's a youngster. He He's like a youngster at heart. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such like a young dude i don't know maybe he'll be the next kelly slater (laughs) maybe we never know kelly was the oldest to win a world title at i think 47 
No, not 47. 40. Well, he didn't win one two years ago. So. No, right. I, I think I actually got how old Kelly is. I think he's 46 now, not 49. That's okay. a big part. Did you just make a prediction that he's going to win a world title at 47? I don't know. You'll have to tell us, Chris Cote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kelly was the youngest ever to win a world title and the oldest ever to win a world title. Wow. So he holds both of those. So Kolohe better, he better get a move on if he wants to be the next. Yeah, Kelly. hurry up. Hurry up, bud. So well, that's our, that's our pod for the day. That's our pod. That's our cast. That's our kook talk. Yes, the kook talk. We now have a date uh, for release. It's every Thursday. You can check back to wherever you get your podcasts to uh, listen to what's going on in the in the surfing world. You can guarantee that we're. We're gonna, talking about something. We're going we're gonna to be talking about something. You know it. Um, it's rad, bro. It's rad. Yeah, it's okay. Rad. Should, should, someone, yeah. should someone talk about that? That's our catchphrase. That's Mon- our life motto. That is yeah. our mantra here at Coop Talk. Yeah. It's, it's rad. It's rad, bro. Because it, it is. It's it rad. is, always. Bro. What more is there to say? Nothing. Pretty much sums it up. It's just a, a showstopper. And then everyone just stops walking, stops doing what they're doing, and has a revelation <laughs> about the radness. It's rad. It's rad. Bro. <laughs>